Hey, hey, Denver Bronco fans. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Denver Bronco Roundup. I am your host, Keith Brugman. I have Albert Mile High Dutchie with me, with me this evening. Also have Trevor Salzman, the Rocket Man, all to just bring you guys up to speed on Broncos country as it is the Roundup and get all you prepared for the Patriots coming up this Christmas Eve. Guys, we've brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Sports Network and sponsored by Willow Seasonings and Blends. But before we go any further, let's say hello to Albert Mile High Dutchie. Albert, how you doing, sir? I'm doing very well. Good evening, y'all. Um, it's going to be an exciting weekend. Of course, it is Christmas. And uh, to top it off, a Denver Bronco game. And that should be a win for us, but we will go about it a little bit later. But yeah, it's an exciting weekend. Yeah, it's exciting. It's uh, well, it's Christmas time, man. I've got my hat on. You got your hat on. Trevor didn't get the the update, man, so he's not all dressed up for Christmas. It's okay, man. We'll get you in the memos. He's a little bit. He's the kind of like the intern. We haven't got him. We haven't got him in the email list. I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe just I'm waiting. Trevor. Maybe I'm waiting for Christmas Eve. Oh, I mean, it, it, we do have a game on Christmas Eve. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. The- or 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 his his hat is not coming yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those Amazon shipments these days, guys. Uh, no, I digress. Albert, you're absolutely right. It's a fantastic time. It's Christmas right now. The Broncos are still very officially in the playoff hunt. So how can you not be excited? And like I said, got to be excited when you welcome in the rocket man, Trevor Salzman. Trevor, welcome in. Welcome to Broncos country. Say hello. Yeah, you know, uh, just, uh, just, you know, exciting uh, year, you know. Um, Hopefully it's got to be better than last year, right? Because Christmas Christmas Day's game has to be better than, than last Ooh. year. But uh, but uh, Merry Christmas, Rocco Country, and uh, let's get a win. I mean, it's a very winnable game. Let's go. Yeah. Merry early Christmas. And I appreciate everyone that's jumping in here, being a part of our show, getting all warmed up, man. Hopefully you guys got all your presents all ready. Maybe they're not wrapped because you're like me, and they're not all wrapped up yet. That comes in last second. It's okay. Hey, as long as the tape is, you know, is secure right before they open it, I think I'll be okay. So, um, but hopefully you got all that all done. You know, you got your family in place or coming in and, you know, you got all your activities ready and Hey, we're with you, with you here. As Trevor says, we're going to try to come to you on Christmas Eve post game. He kind of hinted towards that. Try to get out there. It may just me be me and Trevor. I mean, there's a lot of people out there having a lot of plans, including, Albert Mile High Dutchie. I want to jump into the comments, guys, into the posse. It's already blowing up in here, and we appreciate you guys so, so much. we got a fantastic Michael Ronquillo coming in here. Good evening, Trevor, Albert, Keith. And I said that completely backwards. I've been dyslexic today. That's okay. It might be, might be a real thing. Who knows? Um, that being said, Michael, thank you very much for coming in here. Always a fantastic supporter coming in here and saying Merry Christmas as well to us. And, of course, with those orange and blue hearts that have now been followed with the clap it up single symbol because he knows, he knows. There's also uh, our good friends out there on the K&K show and Kurt Valente, and he's always clapping it up coming in here. Maybe we'll see him in here as well, guys. Uh, Ernie May is coming in here and saying hello, guys. And um, hello, Keith, and all Broncos country only. Well, thank you, guy, Ernie, and thank you very much for coming in here. Again, big claps coming in from Michael Ronquillo. I do got to say, guys, I'm going to catch up on some of those these comments, and I think this is – well, I already know who it is. 
Uh, but I'm not getting your uh, your user ID in here, Clayton. But uh, he's saying, hey, hey, guys, always a big supporter, Clayton, and coming in here and saying smash that like button and share, guys. Appreciate you so much. Yep, let's get that dub, and I agree. I agree. Um, <clears throat> boy, guys, getting lots of comments coming in here. Appreciate it. Jeremy coming in here and saying, sup, fellas, go Broncos. Always love to see you in here, Jeremy. Hope your uh, Christmas time is treating you well. So it's been a while. I need to catch up, buddy. Uh, Graham's coming in here and saying good evening as well. Guys, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get right into it. What's up right now for our Facebook user? And I'll ca ca catch up on some names here in a second, guys. But um, what's up right now is we've got a big, big game coming up right around the corner, man. And I'll be honest, guys, especially maybe it's coming off of this last loss versus the Lions. It's one that I'm not taking lightly. It's one that I hope the Broncos are not taking lightly. And I think it could be actually a, a more competitive matchup than a lot of people are giving credit, especially in Broncos country. Albert, I'm going to head over to you first on this. I know that you're tracking some great comments that are coming in as well. But what on the let's start on the offensive side of the ball. On the offensive side of the ball, what needs to happen as we get geared up, get ready to go versus New England on Christmas Eve? What needs to happen is the O-line needs to protect uh, Russell Wilson and uh, create holes for the running. Even although the Patriots are very, very good against a run, but that's the only way to wear defense down, keep running it, and then uh, use the play action uh, to move forward. Keep the, the defense on your toes. And the Patriots' defense is very, very stout. It's probably one of the top three defenses that that we will that we will see. But yeah, run like somebody said, uh, run, run, run. That's what we need to do. Yeah, Clayton coming in here, completely agreeing with you, giving lots of run, run, run. And uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I got to just give a shout out to Graham, reminding him that he needs to wrap up those presents. Not a problem, man. It's okay, man. Let's uh, let's get that done. We still have a little bit of time. So um, Trevor, run, run, run. Obviously, protecting Russell Wilson should always be a, a big one, but is on the offensive side of the ball, is this a run-heavy scheme for you? I mean, I think that, you know, you're talking about uh, offensive side of the ball for the Broncos? Yes, sir. I didn't hear you. I didn't, okay. Um, no yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I think that it is, but I think that we need to see the passing game start coming into play as well because the Patriots are so good against the run. You, we, We've seen this past couple weeks against teams that – uh are good at stopping the run. We still they're good at stopping the run. Never has no counter arc. They're not, they're not they're not any good in the passing game. So I think again, I think it's about balance attack, and then I think you need to get the passing game going. You need to find a way. You can't go in the playoffs not having the passing game going and just having be just being a one dimensional team on offense. Just run, run, run. Got to see, got to see both. Got you got to balance it out, and we got we got to see Russ have a good game. Got to see uh, this team take care of the football. The offensive line got to see them be better in pass pro. Yeah, 100%. And I'm going to agree with you, especially on that last point, because I'm going to go the exact opposite of what I'm hearing from Clayton. I'm going to go the exact opposite of what I'm hearing from Albert. And I'm going to fall a little bit more in line with what you were saying, Trevor. But I'm going to say that we're not going to be balanced. We need to be pass heavy in this game. I went back and I started looking at statistics. Last time a running back ran for 70 yards. 
on the Patriots. That would be week six when Josh Jacobs went over 70 yards and barely, and barely. We do not have the running stable. I, I have not seen Javante Williams be Javante Williams of old, and that's nothing against Javante Williams. Javante Williams is coming back from a catastrophic injury. He's come back, and he's come back well. But to have legs to go through a 17-game season and possibly into the playoffs after you've had to rehab and get just get yourself ready to go out there and hit the field is a lot to ask. I think we're starting to see where Pookie is starting to wind down. You know, Jaleel McLaughlin, we've talked about a time in and time out where he's kind of a one-trick pony, you know, because he you certainly better not go out there, put him out there expecting any pass blocking to happen because he's just not capable. So that leaves you with Samaj P. Ryan. And Samaj P. Ryan is being your RB1 and being your main guy that's going to get it done. That's a lot to ask in the, out of this out of this scheme and what we're doing. And Samaj P. Ryan himself. And they'd say that Josh Jacobs was the last guy to go over 70 yards. We're not talking 100 yards. We're talking 70 yards. Week six, That's a, I think it's a lot to ask for this Denver Broncos offense to go out there and all of a sudden start producing well in the running game against a defense that just does not absolutely allow it. I think this has to be a passing, passing, passing game if you want to be successful. It doesn't need to be big. It doesn't need to be long, deep bombs and the whole nine yards, but you got to be willing to go out there and throw the ball. I don't care if it's screen passes. I don't care if it's short outs, whatever it happens to be, because I don't think running the ball is going to get you what you're expecting in it and that's a win in this game so that's my two cents i usually i usually have a full screen don't have enough time to talk about this guys but you know my two cents i'm a little bit nervous about where our running game is at and we need to get this passing game going just like trevor said yeah i'm gonna hit the comments real quick let you guys compose some thoughts as we uh maybe switch over to the defensive side of the balls uh kenny kirkpatrick Perfect time to give that uh, K&K Sports Show shout out right now. Guys on the East Coast, guys, if you're looking for a fantastic sports podcast, check out the K&K Sports Show. You might see Albert Mile High Dutchie on there like he, like he was just, what, a night or two ago, Albert? I think he's muted, but that's okay. <laughs> yes, I was muted indeed. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was there last uh, Wednesday, and it, it was a blast to be on your show. It's a great, really good crew there, and yes, yeah, they're just like we see them as family, and they see uh, us as family as well. So it's a great, great combination of so two great podcasts. Yeah, KNK Sports Show, check them out, guys. Uh, if I had to make one small plug, Wednesday eight o'clock, uh, you'll be Mountain Standard Time. You're going to be able to check out a fantastic Denver Bronco podcast by kurt valente the other half of the knk sports show but they got a whole cast of characters over there kenny's coming in saying good evening and merry christmas it's awesome to see you guys brought dutchy claus with you this evening congrats welcome dutchy claus i had no idea and speaking that other half here's that kurt valente what's up boys merry christmas to you all let's go we'll be wearing we'll be wearing my blue russ sunday night Okay. Uh, oh, his Blue Rush jersey. That's what it is. Playoff game number one, Sunday night. Let's go, baby. I love it. Uh, Michael Ronquillo saying, we need to use wide receiver Jerry Judy. 
and wide receiver Marvin Mims because the Patriots will take away wide receiver Cortland Sutton. We got Pearl coming in here. Pearl Heater, thank you so much for joining. Fantastic fan of the show as well. Coming in here with a Merry Christmas. Um, Michael's wanting to use Julio McLaughlin as a decoy. Possibly, possibly. Um, Merry Christmas going out to the K&K show from Pearl as well. Um, Anything else, guys? Anything else? I got one more. Oh, this is from Mr. Eddie Murphy, and he's coming in here and saying, hey, guys, how's it going? It's going fantastic, Eddie. We're just getting geared up on the Patriots. We're starting to talk a little bit about the offensive side, what we need to see. Albert wants to see a lot of running. Trevor wants to see it a little bit balanced. I want to see a heavy passing game. So we got a little bit of everything for everybody. It's a perfect, uh, you know, it's like a, it's like the feast at Christmas dinner, you know, a little bit of everything. You could just choose what you want there. So um, let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball um, and, and think about what we need to do against this Patriots offense. Roger, I, uh, this is why I got distracted. Roger was jumping in here and saying, getting Jerry Judy in some, slant routes might be beneficial maybe we should talk a little bit more about this this offense one of the things i will say guys is this greg dulcich once again is going to be out in this game is is one of those guys that's not going to make it back um nick benito does also looks like he's not going to be able to go um besides that jonathan cooper is back i know we're talking a little bit more defensive guys but getting over to that side one one target that we'd like to see, and one of the guys that could be doing those slants routes over the mis- middle, could have been Greg Dulcich. Not out there. Looks like uh, Jerry Judy might be a candidate, according to Roger. What are your thoughts, man? Is this a game where we could start to see Jerry Judy, you know, get some traction and start to take off? I'm gonna start with Trevor because you said we need to be a little bit more balanced. I'll, I'll bring it up to Albert to bring it up. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, I think I mean no one in the Patriots secondary really scares me. I mean, you have I really like Christian Gonzalez, but again, I don't know that he's capable of start stopping the Cortland Sutton. You know, they're gonna try try to double team Cortland Sutton. I'm not sure how well that's gonna work because again, I'm not I'm not worried about him with that secondary. Um, you know, I think that they're more you know, they're having more there are their strengths are up front in my opinion. So their secondary, I think Denver can really take advantage of. I think they're sixteen in the sixteenth in the pass passing game. So I guess the pass. So um, that's when that's where Denver's got to, you know, take advantage of, of the Patriots defense. And I think this would be a perfect game to get Jerry G going over the, over the middle. And uh, we've seen Sean Payton go to it multiple times, but he never sticks with it. That's the problem. That's That's been an issue getting mm-hmm. Jerry G to go on early on is that he, he'll throw one play, you know, one slant route in there and all the plays, all game. But that's it. That's <laughs> Nothing that, else. We... Not, you don't, Jerry G doesn't get fed after that. Right after the middle. <laughs> At least that was the case last game. That was for sure. We saw that. It was a beautiful slant route. Went for a great game, like as you're pointing out. But, boy, we didn't see much of them afterwards. Um, they really didn't get the targets like we had expect. So, especially the over the middle. Yeah, even the Chargers game, we got early on right over the middle. But that was, like, one time. That was it. And then after that, you just mm-hmm. abandoned it. So, so, I think, I mean, again, this is Sean Payton wants to, wants to pass the ball. We'll see it in this game. you got to get tested in it. Very good. Albert, if it helps at all, uh, one of the injuries on the Patriots side is Jabril Preppers. It looks like he's going to be out in this game. Free safety, uh, big name a few years ago, you know, has been playing decent ball and certainly has been showing up in the last few. So a minus for the Patriots. Does that open up or help open up, you know, the offense for the Denver Broncos and more 
importantly, Jerry Judy, as what was brought up uh, just earlier. Absolutely, because you now you have a leader in the backfield is gone, and that is what uh, Peppers was. Uh, he was a leader in the backfield there, and this should open up, but not just for Judy. What about uh, little John Humphrey? He is good. What mm -hmm. about Mims? At this time that those guys are getting more play, and uh, Brandon Jones, he should be oh, able Brandon to play. Johnson, yeah. Oh, Brandon Johnson, he should be able to get uh, some uh, some time now, if they really want to go into the, the 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 throwing contest. And guess what? Use those guys as well, and it is not just a duty. If you wanna if you wanna use, uh, challenge their uh, secondary. And you need to do it with just more than just Judy and uh, Sutton. Fantastic point, man. I mean, we've had to live off of Sutton for a lot of what we've had to get for production in the in the receiving game. And it's been pretty sporadic. And if we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna feast in a in a passing type of game. It can't just be two guys. It's got to be spread around, and that's the only way you're going to get success because it doesn't matter if you're only focusing on one or if you're only focusing on two. A defense like that's led by Bill Belichick is going to figure that out. They're going to shut you down. You have to be more dynamic than that. Uh, Michael Ronquillo just also uh, noting that cornerback Christian Gonzalez is out for the rest of the season after a season-ending injury as well. I feel so better about that. that feel better about going against their secondary even better. That's their best corner, in my opinion, right there. Oh, he's, by far. Yeah, I really, I really like him. You know, and, and I think even, I think even if they had him, they would have struggles covering a big receiver like Cortland Sutton. I don't, I don't think that they could, they could stick with Sutton. I think this is a game that Denver can really take advantage of. I think Sutton can have a big game. I think in this game. You know, you guys are saying that, and I'm hearing wide receivers and Mims and and little Jordan Humphreys. I still think there's a big opportunity for our running backs to be involved in this game, but they're going to be involved in in the passing game. And you want to talk about, you know, a good tandem of running backs that are capable of that? Well, a we know Jaleel McLaughlin would be fantastic if you can get him the ball, especially outside the backfield, ball in his hands in space. We know Samaje Pirine is a fantastic receiver. And Javante Williams is no one to, you know, nothing to snub your nose at either. So I, I really look, you know, especially as we are a little bit light in that tight end room, as we do see Greg Dulcich not being there, as we've been hoping somebody else could really step up and be that person. But let's face it, maybe we really don't have that tight end on our roster right now. It's the it's the running back, in my opinion, that needs to take that spot. I think Pearl comes in with a, a great question. Throw it over to Albert first. Pearl saying, with the possibility of snow on Sunday, will it affect the passing game? What are your thoughts about the passing game? We'll start on the Broncos' side. Will it affect the Broncos' passing game if we have snow in this game? Absolutely. It will affect everybody, and especially if it is a, a decent snow. Uh, you have to look up and you get a snowflake in your eye, it will distract you. And it, it, it will affect everybody. Um, how do I know? I played in the snow as a uh, soccer goalie. And those little things will distract you for just a, a split second. Mm. And it, it absolutely will affect everybody. And guess what? You have a wet ball now. That, that pig skin is very slippery. And if the gloves are not... Uh, adjusted to them, 
it's going to be difficult to to hold on to the ball. That's fair enough, man. Albert talked a lot of uh, disadvantages for this offense. There's also sometimes some disadvantages for the defense as well. What are your thoughts, man? As the uh, as the Denver Broncos offense though hits this hits the field, and if it's snowing, will that affect this offense? Uh, yeah, I mean, of, I'm sorry. Going ahead and over to to Trevor, buddy. Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> no, I was gonna say. Um, no, I think that yeah, definitely definitely affects it. But again, that's why I think this game is gonna be so close, and it's gonna be a low scoring game, in my opinion, because of mm-hmm. how the weather plays into it. Again, I don't know. I, I, three or four inches might be a little bit more than that. I heard. I heard is maybe an inch or two. But either way, your the ball's still gonna be slippery, like Albert said. And um, but you have a team in the Patriots that's great stop the run, so you can't just go run heavy or anything like that. So you're still going to have to – you're going to be forced to throw the ball regardless. And this team, it's it's about time. You can make a playoff run, you have to get – you have to have the passing game and the running game going. You can't you can't just have one or the other. Teams are going to do adjust to that like, like no other. You have to have both uh, going. And, and the passing game has been really concerning all year. And so this, this is a game. This is a get-right game in the passing game. So, uh, you know, we definitely need to see it. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be – it's going to start up front with the offensive line for sure very good man um we'll switch over to the patriots here in just a second i wanted to get to into the comment board just a little bit more first off gotta say before i even get to the comment mr sis is coming in here and hey exactly big happy birthday to uh mr sis we can't sing the happy birthday song don't want to get like demonetized or anything crazy like that believe it or not that's actually a possibility but that being said super super happy birthday to Mr. Sis. Hope you're doing well, sir. And so great to see you in here, man. So um, I imagine this is Clayton with Judy. It is more about Peyton not getting in the ball uh, or is Russ not looking his way? Ooh, good little question here. I'll, I'll, I'll just, let's just do this real rapid fire guys. Try to keep it under 30 seconds. Start off with Albert. Is it, is Judy not getting the ball because of Peyton or is Judy not getting the ball because of Russ? No, it, it, it depends. Uh, is Rush uh, rushed? If Rush is not rushed, then Judy will get the ball. That's pretty. But if we have an O line like how about Russ, how about we think about not this game, but so far this season? What is, what is your opinion on this? It might it might be that Peyton does not see him fit in this offense. Okay, and it doesn't work. Thinking it's more more coach than it is quarterback. Um, yeah. Very good, man. I, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> I I would have let you la- elaborate more. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I appreciate the opinion. So, uh, Trevor, head over to you, buddy. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think Sean Payton. I think he wants to get Jerry Judy involved, but I think uh, you know that's why you keep Jerry Judy. You're not keeping Jerry Judy. You can't get involved in this offense. You had a third round pick offer on the table at the deadline, and you chose to keep him. So. There's a reason you, you chose to keep him, um, and I think also think just Russ at times has struggled to to see the field at times, in my opinion, and I think that's lack of Sean Payton just not getting Russell Wilson outside the pocket enough and and not, and stop throwing these D balls to Jerry Judy. That's not what he is right now. He, he's a slant receiver right over the middle, uses speed. He's not a Cortland Sutton. That's not his. That's not his game. So I think it's a little bit of both, in my opinion. Fair enough. I'm choking on my coffee, but. I'll... <coughs> But I'm coming back. Um, Want to hit a couple more comments here, real quick. Uh, Graham's coming in here. Appreciate Graham. Graham's fantastic supporter of the show and always got great knowledge, great opinions. And uh, seek out Graham. Um, he does a lot of different things. Um, 
check him out because he's got some great stuff going on as well. He says, I want Troutman to have a big game. And all I can say, Graham, is I've been wanting that for all season long. Um, I really thought Troutman might have the chance to be able to maybe even outduel Greg Dulcich just because of how motivated he came in and under the mindset that he came in with, which was, I'm more than a blocking tight end. That's That was his message, and that was his conversation with Sean Payton. That's why he chose the Denver Broncos. So I've been hoping that as well. Like I said, I'm expecting a big game. So, you know, that being said, it should be a Troutman in, involved as well. Sis is coming in and says, just get Judy the ball. <laughs> so I like that as well, man. But he's um, got to catch it too. Oh, boy. Oh, it's just his birthday. You be you be nice now. Oh boy. <laughs> hey, I wasn't it wasn't it wasn't her sis, it was for Jerry Judy. <laughs> this is a big Bama fan. You have no idea, man. That, that, that that's a dag- like a dagger, man, in the in the in the thigh right there, you know. Sorry, so, gotta watch it. <laughs> uh, go ahead, buddy. I I think we might see some really good plays from Krull. I from think who? it is Krull. Oh, from, from Krull, yes, absolutely. Yep. You know, he, he has come in, and when he's come in in spots, he's come up pretty dang big. So, you know, that's a guy that, you know, has worked his way up, and you don't know what's possible as things go on. If Greg Dulcich continues to labor to try to get back, and for some reason the Broncos make it in the playoffs, you know, you, you might see a lot more of a curl going down the, the stretch than you might think. And you'd like to get him warmed up and getting that way into the playoffs as well. I got to give a big thank you to a, a friend of mine that's jumping in here. This is Dwayne Sidney, and I think that's the first time I've seen him jump in here. He's saying he's really impressed with how well this team has done since their awful start. And a big flex in there. That says a lot, my guys, because, um, boy, I don't know if I should out him right here on uh, the Denver Bronco Roundup, but. Uh, that's a that's a Chiefs fan, you know, when it comes right down to it, guys. So, uh, that being said, thank you very much, Dwayne. Man, he could have came in here a lot with a lot more heat than that, you know, with uh, everything we've had going on. So, um, guys, let's go ahead and we're going to switch over to the defensive side or the offensive side for the for the uh, Patriots and what they have going on. We talked about the snow and the possibility, maybe one to two, maybe three to four. Who knows what actually falls. Who knows? Because, well, the forecasters are terrible. But that being said, guys, one to two, three to four, some snow. Right now, guys, we have a uh, New England Patriots offense that has not been very dynamic. And it's not going to help any with guys like Juju Smith-Schuster out as well. And guys, they have, a, a, well, offensive linemen that have been uh, questionable and, um, you know, limited practice all week. So, they're hurting in a, a few different spots. What are we expecting out of this New England offense? Because that a name that we we maybe maybe forgot about. One Ezekiel Elliott also plays there as running back as well. Let's start over with Albert Dutchie. What are you expecting from this Patriots offense? And then I'm gonna head over to Trevor. Uh, the Patriots will try to run it uh, run it uh, through the our, our D line. Uh, but I hope that uh, Zabby gets sapped a lot of times. Um, Ooh. They have to put pressure on him because if you put pressure on him, he is unreliable. And that's the biggest thing. But yeah, they will 
they will use uh, Ezekiel Elliott and, and the other running backs as much as they can because mm-hmm. you know they know that the Broncos have a weak spot in run defense. Yeah, and I, I mentioned Ezekiel Elliott, as Graham mentions, Ramonde Stevenson is out, which is very, very big, a big running back for them. It is going to fall a load on Zeke, and Le- Zeke has actually picked it up a couple of these uh, in the last couple of weeks. Trevor, is that the is that the formula for success for this Patriots offense? Are they just going to go ahead and go right at our weak spot, which looks like it's our run defense, and just pound it at us and see what Zeke can get in this game? Yeah, I mean that that's the thing that I I don't have a lot of concern with Ezekiel. I think Ezekiel Elliott I think it's like he's rushing for three yards uh, per carry or right around there. Um so I just like I'm not really worried about it. Now they're gonna they're gonna attack Denver's uh uh you know on defense, so they're they're gonna attack uh Denver's defensive line, no doubt about it, and they make Denver stop the the running game. But um, you know, <clears throat> this is the one of, this is the probably the worst offense we've probably seen so far this year, uh, all the way around. Um and that, so I don't I don't if you can't stop the Patriots, I mean, I mean, where we don't deserve to go to the playoffs because you—that's that's a team that they have safeties or as a quarterback, and then they have they have nobody above five hundred uh, passing or uh, rece- receptions or uh, yards, sorry. Um, and so it's just they don't they don't have any threats downfield. Talk about Denver not having many, uh, you know, kind of weapons. Zappy don't have no weapons either. That they're 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 bad. I mean, they're just they're just bad and. Uh, and they're a team that likes to turn the ball over as well. So uh, that, that might be something that Denver t- can take advantage of is is uh, creating turnovers on defense. We might see that again in this game, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, you know, not not like uh, Zappy has been uh, unprone to turnovers. I, I I don't know why I'm stumbling over myself all of a sudden, but uh, I'm t- starting to scroll some comments because I was looking for one I was – I had missed out on earlier. I might just have to had to uh, call somebody out that I have no idea who it is. But oh, <laughs> well, I might just to get uh, get lucky here as uh, comments coming in. But that being said, you know this game. I think from what I've from what I've seen and what I've researched, yes, Zappy has a tendency to turn the ball over sometimes, trying to fit it in. But one of the things that I am super super nervous about, guys is this is a guy who loves, loves, loves to target the middle of the field. Linebackers, safeties, and that gap in between. That's where he loves to live. And one guy that's absolutely big in this is Mr. Hunter Henry. Graham's coming in there and saying, just read that Hunter Henry seems unlikely to play, which is also huge. And I 100% agree. Hunter Henry has been Zappy's favorite target as of lately. Now, the one thing I will say is Mike Gusecki is their backup tight end. If anybody remembers Mike Gusecki, he was the guy who was lighting it up down in Miami last year um, and was a fantastic tight end. Hasn't got a whole lot of touches as of lately, but I expect him to flex into that role where Hunter Henry was living. And I'm telling you guys, again, a team that we just got done seeing, the Detroit Lions, Sam Laporta, and the amount of yards that he put up on us, that's certainly a possibility as, like I said, that's a place that Zappy likes to live. Now, I will say Juju Smith-Schuster being out, that's going to be huge as well because, again, there's another target gone. But it's not like they're without targets. They do have a few out there, guys. And, you know, they might be downplayed a little bit, but 
I'm a little bit nervous about what Zappy can bring, about what this offense through the air can bring, and team that up with the way that our defensive line is played versus the run. Um, they could have a nice little balanced attack going against the uh, the Broncos on Christmas Eve. So, who boy, let's uh, let's flip it over. Um, we'll go ahead and we'll hit uh, Denver Bronco defense guys um, again, lining up against this. Uh, New England Patriots offense. We're getting a little bit of replenishment. Looks like PJ Locke is coming back and he's going to be fully active and ready to go, like I said. So that's good. Unfortunately, didn't get Nick Benito back, but it looks like pretty much the full stable of uh defensive guys are back otherwise, unless I've I'm forgetting about one. How are you expecting this defense, Albert, to line up against the New England offense? And you know, what advantages do we have there? How can we hopefully as we even alluded to, maybe get some some uh, turnovers and make it a little bit easier on the Denver Bronco offense. Yeah, here's the thing: if we get the defense that we had two weeks ago, I don't see a big problem. Mm. Uh, if we have a defense that we saw last week, yeah, then we have a problem. But I I hope that uh, last week and the game against Miami were just outliers, and that we will see the the same defense that we had the last couple of weeks, and that they can help us with getting a win and not a loss because we had two bad, really bad games from the defense side and big big yeah. scores but I, I think uh, they have come back to earth again a little bit and I hope I, f- I hope they will play much better than we've seen last week very good good point there too man um, it's not like we came off our best game you know versus the Lions so this is a little bit of a rebound. Trevor, you know, how how does the Denver Broncos defense line up against this Patriots offense? I know no one's scared of the uh, Patriots o- offense. Maybe this is maybe even one of those uh, sleeper type of games, even though we need every single one of them. That being said, I'm I'm a little bit nervous, man. How do we line up? How do we get away with a win, especially on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that you got the pressure, Zappy. You can't let them just sit back in the pocket and – and you know, throw out will you have to? You get, I think one thing last week we didn't see is as much as getting after Goff, and um, and you know, and it, it really showed. And again, but I think it starts stopping the run first. You have to stop the run first because we seen last week with the Lions that when they get the run game going, it opens up the pass game a lot more. And so, um, I think I think you have to, in particular, you have to just focus on stopping the run first, and then Zappy, you know, take care of him uh, when the time comes. Um, but I, that, that's a team that they're going to try to take away. Um, Denver's momentum, and they're going to they're going to try to uh, play to their strengths, uh, which is run the football right now. And you know, again, like you said, you have Juju Smith that's out, and uh, uh, Hunter Henry is out, so you have two uh, you know uh, pass catching threats right there that are out for them. So they're probably going to be try to go run heavy anyways, uh, just mm-hmm. because they don't have a lot of weapons to happy to throw to. So um, you know, I've been interesting to see, but um, I think we'll match up well. I think you know, for the most part, we're we're pretty healthy. I think it's just going to be. You know, Jonathan Cooper and some of these other guys, Zach Allen, how can they get after the quarterback? Because you don't have your leading sack guy, Nick Benito, once again this week. So mm-hmm. how can you survive another week without Nick Benito? I think it's going to be really clutch in this week. and get important to uh, to getting win and, and turnovers. I, we, we need to see this. I think this is the week that we could see the Broncos defense get getting turnovers once again. Yeah, um, it would be certainly nice to get back on the turnover train, right? Uh, it's what really seemed like it spelled um, this offense in, ooh, into success. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> For anybody watching at home, throwing my laptop all over the place, my camera. Um, 
that being said guys um yeah it'd be fantastic to get back on on that track you know and what a game to be able to do it zappy like i said ha- is prone to try to force it into some spots he like i said he loves to go over the middle um he likes to try to force it in there um he loved hunter henry so maybe that's only almost a deficit because i think he almost tried to force it to hunter henry too much at times creating turnovers so now his his guy his his favorite guy isn't out there i'm hoping that he's still willing to take those risks and you know isn't trying to spread around nearly as much but i'm gonna have to agree with you trevor man this is going to be a game that we need to get after zappy he doesn't do well under pressure if he's allowed to sit back there he can certainly take his time and to that end i think this is a game where vj has to come back big and he has to be able to scheme this up and he has to be able to get pressure through different looks because this defense will get eaten up by zappy and that would be the worst thing in the world to see him just get eaten up if we're just coming with three four-man pressures um and and nothing else so please 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 vance joseph this defense make sure you're showing up it's going to be a tall task i know they're going to try to pound the rock on us too so we got to be got to be stout there as well but i got a, a question for both you guys um that i want to get to this could be a game that we see a little bit more of one and maybe for the first time i think really another what are your thoughts around one sanders and one riley moss and i want to get i'll start with dutchie first do we see sanders get more play time in this game and is it the right thing and do we see moss finally get a play at cornerback in this game as we start getting going down the stretch um getting ready for the playoffs Sanders definitely needs to be uh, getting more time because he is a really uh, sideline to sideline uh, defender and he can also rush the passer. So yeah, he definitely needs to get more in uh, in play. Um, Riley Moss, I've not seen much of him. Uh, right now with uh, McMillan and uh, and PS2 doing really well. Uh, yeah, maybe in an... Uh, you can put him in there with a first down or something like that, getting a little bit action. But yeah, get him, getting him there in slowly because you have to rely very much on McMillan and uh, PS2 right now. And I think that's where they should keep it. Not going to get any disagreement from Graham because Graham's coming in here saying, uh, Jawan McMillan, two INTs incoming. Let's go. <laughs> like the idea on that. Kind of like Trevor was saying, getting that turnover. Uh, you know, in our position, in our in our field, you know what I mean? Getting it in our possession, um, us owning the turnover battle. Um, that would be fantastic. And Milano, too, would be a great way to do it. What are your thoughts, though, on Riley Moss and Sanders in this game, Trevor? Yeah, I mean, I think, again, I think I agree with Dutchie on this one. I think Riley Moss probably more of a special teams guy right now. I think that they there's no re- real reason right now, I think, to rush him in uh, right now because you are you – are, every game is so important right now. And I think you just stick – to your guns and and roll with that. Uh, I think Moss is a guy we probably see next year get increased role um, on defense. Um, but I think that Drew Sanders, I think you could definitely take advantage of that one right there. You know, get him get him some time in there. If he's not gonna get a cover guys from sideline to sideline, then you need, then why isn't he rushing the passer? That's gonna help you, especially if you can't get it from Cooper and rest uh, the rest of the guys. I mean, mm-hmm. you 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 need to get after Zappy. You got to find different ways. And if that's Drew Sanders, then why not? Why don't why not throw him in there and see what he can do? Because he's right now he's just kind of sitting duck right now, and 
you, you need you need to, to find ways to get him implemented in this defense because going forward, because you have Josie Jewell, a free agent coming forward in this next offseason, he's going to be a guy that's going to be important. So you need to get him involved I think, sooner rather than later just because not only what you're at now, but the injury situation with Nick Benito, but also what the future is of what Josie Jewell, we don't know what, if Josie Jewell is even going to be back. So. Fair enough. I would love to see Riley Moss. I'd like to see him get some time in. Who knows what the future may hold. Um, maybe that's the case if for some reason we slip up and we end up having a loss. And, you know, at that point, you throw all caution to the wind. You end up seeing a lot of different players. And once you know, you're kind of out of the playoffs. That being said, not wishing that on anybody. Not not uh, not not wishing that for the Broncos. Not putting it out there. No bad juju. No bad mojo. Anything like that. So, um, guys, uh, we'll hit this really quick because I can't believe how much time we've already gone through. Um, anything that scares you regarding the Patriots defense? And we'll do this kind of quick hitter style. Mile high, Dutchy. Anything on the Patriots defense that uh, scares you, or anything that you think that specifically we can take advantage of? Bill Belichick, it is a coach that you never can take for granted. And he is probably one of the best coach, coaches ever. And so, yeah, he is never out of the game, never. So to me, it is Bill Belichick. He is the, he is the yeah, the joker. Fantastic answer, man. Uh, the guy that you can't absolutely rule out, rule out. Why pick a player when you got a mind like that sitting on the sideline? Uh, good call, Dutchie. I couldn't have, couldn't have said it better myself. Probably won't say anything better. Uh, Trevor, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, you know, I think I think it's their defensive line. Go ahead. You're good. I, was, I think it's their defensive. I think it's their defensive line. Um, you know, they have Bear, they have Christian Barrymore, um, they have Bentley, and they have Matthew Judon, and and Derek Wise Jr. That I'm all worried about. I mean, I know that the the sacks are not there, but again, that, that's a, that's something that we've said in the past with. When it came to Houston, when it came to Detroit, mm -hmm. oh, we'll see what their defensive line does. I kind of think the Broncos underestimated them a little bit, and they kind of came back and, and bit them in the behind. So I think in this game, you, know, you can really you have you have to pay attention to that because they will they will get after the quarterback. I mean, the sacks aren't there, but they will definitely do it. Um, and so I think that their defensive line that's kind of scares me the most. And again, that's this team that's really stout when it comes to third down efficiency on defense, and mm -hmm. when it comes to uh, red zone defense they're really good so they're it's a style defense and uh it starts with bill belichick but that defensive line i think definitely helps um with them kind of being banged up in the secondary a little bit going to go to a really really early comment that came in guys because it makes sense now and then i'm going to get a score prediction from you both i'm going to start off with albert on this one though kenny came in and says a fun christmas theme question for all the all for we all know naughtier or nice well, who has come off the naughty list? Who has to come off the naughty list for the Broncos and have a nice performance on Sunday for the Broncos to win Sunday night? He says, "Mine is easy. It's McGlinchey and Powers." So, who needs to come off the naughty list and have a nice game in this game? For Kenny, it was McGlinchey and Powers. For Albert, it is Sean Payton. He has uh, he has to step up. He has to. Uh, create a game plan for the offense and that will work for everybody and not like 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 last week um that's that's it for me very good get off the naughty list we had somebody else putting sean on the naughty list in the comment boards as well uh so um sean payton not a good not a bad call to come off the naughty list and uh, land on the nice list to get this win on sunday 
McGlinchey, Powers, Sean Payton, Trevor Salzman has. I think it's Russ. Russell Wilson. I mean, I think that you've heard he, – listen, he's this guy's taking heat all week long. I mean, what what better way come out on Sunday and just shut up the haters? Shut up, shut up, shut up the haters. They silence them. I mean, why not? I mean, you worked your butt off all year to get to this point. You are right. You're fighting for a playoff spot. Go out there, and we talk about the passing game stepping up. Go out there and just have a game. We have, man, we haven't seen that Russell Wilson in a while. It's Russell Wilson's due, and 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 the whole scuffle Sean Payton on the sideline. What? Hey. You won't be hearing nothing from Sean Payton if you're having a good performance from Russell Wilson. He'll he'll be just quiet, zip, nothing. So what better way? People, we talk about Russell Wilson being vocal. What better way to do it than on the field? Show your performance. Mm. I like it, man. I like it. You guys came up with two fantastic ones. I mean, between Sean Payton needing to come off the naughty list, whether it be the from the performance last week on the field or off the field, whether you talk about Russell Wilson and all the heat he's taken, not only throughout the season, but last season, and certainly off of this last loss. A lot of heat coming down the stretch. Boy, man, a couple of good one, guys. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go completely off the wall off the board then, since you guys took all the good ones. If for some reason, and we had it mentioned earlier, we'd love to see PJ Locke get in the start, but guess what? There's always a possibility of Kareem Jackson hitting the field and talk about a guy that needs to come off the naughty list and land on the nice list. If he's out there playing, we can't, we can't have Kareem Jackson landing on the Roger Goodell's naughty list. If he ends up getting any action in this game. So that being said, I'll take the easy one. Someone who's been significantly naughty, according to the NFL this year, Kareem Jackson, don't go out there and be naughty on Christmas Eve and cost us anything if you happen to get any playing time, man. Make sure you're on the nice list. And if nothing else, make sure you're out there supporting your uh your uh you know, your your uh well, your co-workers, I guess is the best way to put it. Your other players. Um go out there and take care of them. So um Michael Ronquillo saying his naughty and nice needs to be a wide receiver, Jerry Judy. Um Pearl's coming in and saying VJ has to come off the naughty list. That's that's one to be said right there. Um, we got, and I, luckily, I think I remember this song, so Patrick's going to be able to help me out here. Uh, luckily, I'm helped out by Patrick's, but he's saying aloha, boys. Mele kaliki maka to all the Peyton, uh, to all Peyton just being a coach. We need to stop looking for drama. He had nothing. Uh, we have had nothing but for the last seven years. So uh, just uh, this is almost like a Thanksgiving post. Be thankful. Be thankful for a Sean Payton at the same time. So uh, Roger needs to come in here and saying Wilson needs to make sure not to hold on to the ball too long. Uh, get to his reads quickly. It's not If it's not there, throw it away. Uh, Pearl Heater is coming in saying Russell Wilson just had his fourth child and Russell Wilson respects his teammates. Absolutely, hundred percent. And yes, you know we haven't called out another enough congratulations this this uh, season for all the players and all the accolades and everything else. But Russ and Ciara, congratulations on your child. I'm very happy for you. So glad that uh, glad that you brought a beautiful baby into this world. And uh, congratulations to you both. Congratulations to your family. So that being said, Ernie Mays is uh, getting us started on some score predictions, guys. Time for score predictions. 
they all reverse it this time. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start off with Trevor, end up with Albert, and then I'll I'll, I'll round it out. Yeah, I'm going to go 14-10 Broncos. I think this is a really low-scoring game. Um, I think that I think the Broncos defensively, I'm not worried at all about uh, the Broncos defense. I think this is going to be a you know a great opportunity for the defense to have a bounce back game in this one. I'm worried about the offense, and I've and I've been worried about the offense for most of the season. Um, so I think you know Sean Payton needs to get off the naughty list and start. I mean, keeping this offense up a little bit better and, and start playing these guys' strengths because again, this offense has been so up and down and. We don't know where the team would be if, if it wasn't for the Broncos' defense and them just getting an unbelievable amount of turnovers this season. So um, I need a season game from the offense. But, uh, again, you know, snowy weather, um, slippery football. Uh, you know, it's the Broncos' offense hasn't been great, you know, all season. They've been really up and down. Patriots' offense, you know, is just one of the worst in the NFL. Um, you know, Broncos being able to get a couple turnovers. Uh, I think it will be that low-scoring game. Uh, but I think the Broncos will, will win this one 14-10. 1410 prediction from Mr. Trevor Rocketman Salzman. Appreciate it very much. Ernie Mays coming in with a 2112 and a very close prediction to yours. Jeremy Dressler coming in with 149. I'm going to get Albert's prediction and then I'll hit the comments and get some of these other ones coming in as well. Well, if the Patriots offense is so good, I say 21 zip. Yeah, twenty-one zip. If their offense is that good and our defense is uh, playing like they normally do, they will hold them scoreless. Twenty-one zip. Twenty-one. Oh, twenty-one zip for the Broncos, though. Yes. yes. Oh boy, the way I, you're saying that, I think well, me and maybe a few others were thinking that you were calling for a twenty-one nothing loss. You said, I, I started with. I started with if the, the the Patriots defense of offense is so bad. Very good. I, I think I think you said so good, and I'll have to. Uh, I might have to yeah. drop the flag on that, like they say on the uh, commercials there, and do the uh, rewind. You had, me, my, you had my heart a beating there, Albert. Albert's Mister Positivity. <laughs> I, I like it though, man. I would love to come out with a twenty-one to nothing win. That would, I think, do a lot a for our defense to get on that rebound, and in our offense, putting up twenty-one points um, wouldn't be nothing to you know snub our noses out either especially the way this game is looking to be played in this maybe terrible weather uh it was pearl that was coming in here and saying the wind could be coming in pretty big as well so uh kenny's coming in here and saying uh 13-9 if it snows uh during the game 17-9 if not either way the broncos win i like it uh pearl's coming in here and saying just win i admit this game worries me i'm right there with you pearl i've been I was back and forth on this. Rogers coming in. Appreciate you, Roger, coming in saying 17 to 13 Broncos. Lots of those low-scoring games. Uh, Graham's coming in with a 16 to 7 prediction. Man, we're about to go back through and see how many of you guys were close, right? I mean, we got a lot of predictions coming in tonight. I appreciate it. So, Michael Ronquillo, big score of the night, 24 Broncos, 21 Patriots. Broncos still come out with a win. Uh, he's saying snow is going to match the snow-capped white helmet. Yes, yeah, we're going to be breaking that out as well. I thank you for the reminder on that, uh, Michael. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> throw the challenge flag, says Graham. So, <laughs> sounds like you might be in trouble there, Albert. Oh, boy. Uh, That's okay. <laughs> but make sure you review it first. There you go. There you go. 
It, it was it was within the tw two minutes. Uh, you cannot challenge it. <laughs> oh, wow! Listen to the technicalities on these, this group. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, Facebook user, this looks like it's John's coming in with a seventy to nothing prediction for the Broncos. That would be fantastic, man. That would certainly set the tone. I w I did say, and and I was going to bring this up earlier. I, you know, I really thought, and we talked about it when we played against Miami and we kind of had that embarrassing loss, you know, that galvanized this team and we really moved forward from that point on and we put together a big old string of wins. And I'm, I was a little bit wondering what this lion's loss would end up doing for this team and what it would end up, you know, would it galvanize them the same? Would it, you know, get them going towards the playoffs in the right path? Now I will say, I'll be honest, I was a little bit murky about this game. Like just like I think it was uh Pearl that came in and said she was a little bit nervous. I was super nervous about this game. The one thing that I would say, I think the uh Patriots are hitting the injury bug at the long, long wrong time. They had a lot of guys that weren't able to practice a lot of the week, a lot of guys that are questionable. And when you have Ramonde Stevenson out, when you have um Juju Smith Schuster out. When you have Jabril Preppers out, um, and, and then you have guys like Hunter Henry that are now questionable or maybe not looking like they're even capable of going, that maybe swings it to the other side for me, guys. That being said, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with a 16 to 12 win for the Denver Broncos. Broncos are the only one that puts up a touchdown in this in this match, but it's a lot of field goals otherwise because of the weather and everything that comes rolling in. So, may not be the most exciting game of the weekend uh, but it'll be a broncos win which will be exciting for all of us if we all guessed right guys which is fantastic so um guys we we're up against it and we have like two quick topics so i wanted to hit it real quick i guess so maybe we go a little bit longer who knows so um put this in the ad guys start off with albert albert who has been the as we roll into christmas as christmas time you know presents all around hopefully for everybody. Hopefully you all get something here in a few days that you've been hoping, wanting, and loving. And it's always the thought that counts. But taking that out of consideration, the thought that counts, who has been the best gift for the Denver Broncos this season? This season, Albert. No no question about it for me. It's all pro Quinn Miners. He has been the t one of the top uh, right guards in the, in the entire league. And what he does for this team in this O-line is tremendous. He is the biggest, yeah, the biggest weapon on the O-line that we have. And he is excellent. For me, it is Quinn Minus. Nice, man. Been a fantastic gift for us. in a On an offensive line that kind of struggled, especially on the big, big uh, the guys that we paid the big contracts to, you know, Ben Powers, I expected to be a huge, huge guy on this offensive line and really show the way. Um, hasn't been necessarily that guy, and McGlinchey has been no better. Miners has been the rock steady guy on this offensive line, and what a gift to have him. Um, fantastic nomination. I like it, Albert. Trevor, who has been the gift for you for this Denver Broncos team this season? I'd say stable ownership. I mean, you you have you have a we've seen the past seven years that ownership has just been really wonky and. And I think it's really hurt this franchise. I think the past seven years just not having stability at ownership. And uh, these guys, ownerships, you know, they're willing to put the money and the effort 
and the timing of this team, and that's all you can ask for ownership. Go ask the Carolina Panthers how that's going right now with their owner, David Tepper. So, um, you know, I think that we're really lucky to have owner, a great ownership group like uh, the Walton Penner group. And, um, you know, I think they're, they're going to go above and beyond to get make sure that this team gets back to the playoffs and, uh, you know, bring another Super Bowl back to Denver. And I think that, uh, you know, they're always willing to pay up. They don't they don't complain about it. And, and, and they I think they truly care about the fans and, um, you know, truly, really, really care about the team and really want to see this team win. So I wouldn't say ownership because I think it goes a long way to your franchise just winning um you know in the long haul so i'm gonna say ownership stable ownership wow going big picture picking ownership i'm gonna go a little bit more small a little bit more detailed i came on this show preseason guys i went down to training camp i was watching everybody play got the chance to you know interact with a couple of players from time to time which is always super cool and i was super super high on damari mathis Guys, Damari Mathis was not the guy I expected him to be. It's not He was not the guy the Denver Broncos expected him to be. But one fantastic gift that we got in return is one Fabian Moreau. Fabian Moreau came in here, an outcast of the Giants, an outcast of the Falcons. A lot of people didn't think that he was much of anything when we signed him to this, you know, to the Broncos, to a contract. And he has done nothing but step up and play opposite of PS2 and do, for all intents and purposes, a phenomenal job week in and week out. We're all going to have our mistakes. We're all going to have slip-ups. I know that he didn't have a fantastic game maybe last week, per se. But am I forever thankful for a Fabian Moreau to come in here and play and play well and you know keep us in contention when... Honestly, your number two cornerback all of a sudden disappears for one reason or another. You're going to be in a world of hurt. So my gift, I think, was Fabian Moreau. And, I mean, what a, what a fantastic present, in my opinion. Graham was coming in here and saying his. He, he says, I sound like a, a broken record, but Jaquan McMillan, um, absolutely. Um, Got to love him. So he's been – he's been he was one of those guys that on the other side I didn't – I didn't think much of, and once again, uh, really stepped up and proved a point. So maybe I'm not a very good evaluator is what I'm continuing to say. I'll, I better, maybe I should keep my, my mouth shut here. Um, for uh, Michael Ronquillo, uh, Agent Zero, Jonathan Cooper. Um, so, yeah, uh, what a way that our edges have st stepped up. Nick Benito has been playing fantastic but injured as of lately, but Jonathan Cooper on the other side as well has been uh, a, a big step up and has been playing fantastic pearl creator agreeing with well me you trevor who knows but <laughs> that being said i appreciate it very very much um all right guys i know that um we'll, we'll make this super super quick we know that we got to do a few different things we got to go ahead and we got to win these next three games guys in order to be in the playoffs man but um do you guys have anything anything at all as far as playoff scenario uh what we should be looking for and and who we should be rooting for do you guys have any indication of of what that should look like um over these next few weeks over these next few games i i think we should uh root for the, for the browns because what they are doing their uh their coaching staff is excellent um mm -hmm getting so many wins with four different quarterbacks. They even uh, got one from the couch again. 
And what they are doing, I, I believe that the Browns uh, deserve to be in the playoffs. And it will help us too. Yes, and that's where I was getting at. Cleveland Browns is one, te one team that you'd like to see get hot. That will definitely help us if they end up winning out. Um, that helps us quite a bit. And then, Trevor, do you, any others? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you can go down the, you can go down the board. I, I think, you know, anywhere from, from Cincinnati, I think, to, the, to uh, Pittsburgh, I think you can go. I mean, all those teams, you know, if they can, if they can find a way to lose out, then, oh, yes. um, you know, that'd be great. But I, but I, but I think that, again, it doesn't matter if the Broncos lose another game. So I think they got to take care of their own business the next three games. And, and again, let the chips fall where they may fall, but you, you finish 10, 10 and seven. I think if we <clears throat> go back to the, to the preseason and we say, Oh, you will finish 10 and seven in the regular season. I think a lot of people would take that. So, I mean, whether or not Broncos made the playoffs, I mean, we hope so, but again, yeah. 10 and seven season. I mean, that's, that's a positive season to me. Most years you will take that. So, I just think that again we can watch these games, and of course we're open for other teams to lose and and whatnot. But uh, but I think just the Broncos need to take care of business and focus the game in uh, you know one game at a time and take care of business. Because again, if they lose out one of those next three games, it don't matter more than likely anyways. They're probably not gonna they don't have a great chance of getting in. So I think just take them taking care of business and the chips fall when they may fall. Um, and hopefully a couple of these teams uh, lose out. But again, you're gonna have to definitely gonna have to have the football gods on our side in this one. Yeah, yeah, we need a little bit of help, but winning out is what we absolutely need to do. The one thing I was going to point out, the Browns and Indianapolis. Those are the two teams that I, I think you should be necessarily rooting for. It probably gives us our best chance. Uh, so if you're looking at those scenarios yeah, as we go down the, the stretch, guys, uh, those are two teams I would I would watch for. Um, I want to I, – I know that we're up against the clock. But it's been too long, guys. It's been way too long. I don't even know if I can. We've had so many. Oh yeah, it looks like it's all queued up and ready to go. We've had so many changes on our stream yard. By the way, guys, uh, perfect time uh, maybe to take a small break, guys. I want to talk about a couple of things. A, if you guys did not know, avail available now, Denver Bronco Roundup uploads right up after the show gets done. You can now take the Denver Bronco Roundup on the go take your favorite podcast on the go that's right you can go on to apple podcasts and download the denver bronco roundup you can head over to spotify and download your denver bronco roundup podcast guys fantastic news hope you guys enjoy that i've been waiting for it for so so long i know that as great as youtube is as great as facebook is being able to take it on the go is fantastic so hopefully you guys enjoy that guys just a couple of quick shout outs. I just want to do super lightning quick. I'm not going to keep you bound up because I want to get to a couple other things. Guys, we talked about at the top. We're brought to you by Rocky Mountain Sports Network. Rocky Mountain Sports Network is your hub for all your Colorado sports needs, guys. So head on over to Rocky Mountain Sports Network, whether it be on Facebook, YouTube, or X. And of course, make sure you're checking us out on our website, Rocky Mountain sports network uh, rocky mountain that's rocky mountain guys appreciate it so much again all your colorado sports whether it be broncos avalanche nuggets or rockies all covered by the rocky mountain sports network and then willow seasonings and blends guys willow seasonings and blends has been our fantastic sponsor all year long they've been giving you savings all year long 
This is a fantastic seasonings and sauces company based right out of Colorado. They are a veteran-owned company. They are a Denver Bronco-loving company. They are Blue Ribbon Award-winning right out of Kansas City, guys, the hub of barbecue land. And I'll tell you what, guys, you head on over to willowseasonings.com. Get yourself all loaded up in your checkout basket with all the fantastic selections they have in sauces and seasonings. And then you type in code DBR2023. 2023, like the year we're almost done with, DBR2023. And you're going to save 15% off, 15% off your checkout. And you're going to donate a dollar to a family in need. Or I should say Willow Seasonings is going to do that for you. So guys, check out Willow Seasonings. Really appreciate them. They've been a fantastic sponsor all year long. And well, they're a fantastic product. I use them all the time, all the time. Um, guys, I like I said, it's been too long. I hope he's all queued up. I hope he's all ready with some knowledge because I want to do this because it's Christmas time. Time for some Knoppers knowledge, everybody. I can't wait. Hopefully, you're ready. Here it That's short-haired Albert Knopper in that picture. Uh, a little bit longer now these days. And guys, if you're not used to Knopper's knowledge, Knopper's knowledge is all about the 53-man roster, guys. So what Albert does is he's going to give us clues. We're going to try to guess the guy on the 53-man roster. And um, boy, if you win, it's a 1,000 Albert bucks that is worth absolutely nothing and redeemable on a website that we have yet to create. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you you uh, you put me a little bit for a loop because I had to find uh, find one. So oh I'm my not... goodness, I I'm sorry, Albert. Man, you're usually all queued up and ready to go. Sorry, buddy. Uh, do you, yeah. do you have something here, man, or do I need to give you Abs a more time? Ab no, absolutely, I have something lined up. All right, guys, get ready, man. Uh, we we always try to give a few moments for the comments before we jump in. So if uh, you guys don't have anything, then we're gonna go ahead and we'll we'll default to me and Trevor. Okay. So this player is born on April 24th in 1994. That means he is 29. He's six foot, six foot one and 223 pounds. 29 year old, six foot one, 223 pound gentleman. Uh, Kenny's guessing Santa Claus, uh, but I don't think that's it. All right, we're gonna move on to clue number two, but we got an idea of what type of player this guy could be. Okay. And this player attended high school football at Gar High School in Cerritos, California. And then he played for the University of Washington from 2012 to 2015. Mm, getting some good clues here. For the for those who, co co you know, follow the college sports. I'm not as big on college sports. Can I throw out a guess here? Yes. All right. I'm, can I give Samaje P. Ryan a guess? Nope. Okay. Yeah, you, can, you can, but it is not the right one. <laughs> I appreciate that, Albert. <laughs> all right, man. I guess keep it rolling. We're gonna grant you got Graham all tied up too so far. He got uh, redshirted in his first year with uh, Washington, and um, then he started playing, and he had uh, one five-yard touchdown reception in that uh, 2013 season. I may know somebody. 
but I'll, I'll let the comments kind of guess first. All right, hold it, hold it, hold it, then Albert. We'll see if okay. anybody comes in. So I will, I will give some more uh, colors clues. In 2014, he had uh, nine touchdowns, and uh, in 2015, he had uh, 25. Uh, he catched 25 passes hmm. uh, for 315 yards and three touchdowns, and he uh, and then he missed the four uh, final four games for that season. We have a guest coming in from Kenny. Is it a Tim Patrick? Nope, not a Tim Patrick. Okay, now I will start with the NFL. All right. Uh, Trevor, do you have any guesses? You said you thought you had one. Yeah, uh, Dwayne Washington. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, very nice. Well done, Mr. Saw. And even held out, man. First one. (laughs) I got the first number knowledge ever, all season long. That's the first one I've gotten. (laughs) That's all right. And you barely beat out Roger. Roger came in with it, man. So uh, appreciate it, Albert. Thank you very much, man. A little bit of Knobber's knowledge. Congratulations to Trevor. Again, we'll be looking be looking for that catalog. As Roger said, he's waiting for his as well to, to redeem your Albert Bucks. And uh, <laughs> congratulations to Roger as well, man, because he came in there, like I said, just right at the end. Almost beat you out, man. But uh, good, 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 good Knobber's knowledge, man. guys um like i said sorry to put you on the spot albert man but it's been a while i couldn't go without it man it's i, I needed my knoppers knowledge fix man and you certainly yep, brought was, it that was one heck of a name though i mean talk about i mean like a name that a lot, a lot of people wouldn't would know and recognize that was that was pretty good problem to be on the spot no kidding I left I left a rushing uh, information out because that would be too obvious. But uh huh, uh huh. See how you are, <laughs> Graham. Graham saying he love it, and he's saying talk about random, laugh out loud, love it. Uh, not randomly, guys. We've come up at the end of the show, man. It's the end of the podcast, end of the Denver Bronco Roundup podcast, guys. But as always, want to give a few shout outs, uh, say uh, some goodbyes, and. And says, you know, close out the show. So we'll start off with Trevor, man. We, I think that's uh, only fair. Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah, you know, I, I just uh, again want to thank everybody that was in the chat and watching us tonight, um, and that will watch us. I mean, you guys are again. This is what we do. We do it for you guys. Um, kind of try to uh, all piece everything together with with this uh, team that we we so desperately love, and also have uh, happy Merry Christmas, early Christmas to everybody. Again, we'll. Uh, you know, we're uh, scheduled to be back on Sunday again. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's a great hat, Keith. <laughs> but, uh, um, no, uh, you know, we'll be back on Sunday. And, again, I mean, just enjoy the game and enjoy uh, family. You know, that's, what it's ta- that's what it's all about, family, friends, and uh, just being around the, lo- the ones you love and, uh, you know, just sharing the love, you know, just being, continue to be positive. And, and no matter what, again, this, the Bronco, this Bronco season, we're, we're heading in the right direction. And uh, I encourage everybody to just continue to stay positive and, and just – Enjoy your time. Enjoy your time. Enjoy the game. Again, we don't. We haven't got a Christmas Eve game in a while, so it's a great, uh, great chance to you know to, to kind of soak it all in and, uh, on Christmas Eve and our open presents or however you know whatever everybody else is doing on Christmas Eve. But uh, you know, just just again, just thank for thankful for everybody. Thank for all you guys, Keith and uh, Dutchie, and of course Jody. Uh, thanks for all you guys. And uh, you know, first first show, uh, 
heading into Christmas. So, you know, I'm really, very, very, very thankful for you guys. And uh, thanks for all of our fans and uh, go Broncos. Love it, Trevor. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate you and lots of uh, love coming through the chat board. Lots of Merry Christmases and, and Pearl's coming in saying uh, the best Christmas gift would be the Broncos winning. Got to agree with that. That'd be a fantastic gift. Merry Christmas to you, Michael. Merry Christmas to you, Graham, as well. And an early Merry Christmas to uh, Mr. Albert Knoffers as well, man. But uh, Albert, give us some final thoughts as we get out of here, buddy. So, yeah, the, one of my thoughts was that our defense will finally score a touchdown and pick six or something like that. Mm, it, love it. it that is, it's it's about time. I've I think we have not had one this season or this time. And um, yeah, I want to thank everybody who were was in the chat because it you guys make our life so much easier with uh, with being active in here. Uh, Michael, Ernie, Clayton, Jeremy, Graham, uh, John, Tyrone, Kurt, Kenny, Pearl, Jan, uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, Roger, Dwayne, John Hargard. And Patrick, and yeah, so, some couple new names in there. It is wonderful to have you on there. Uh, yeah, watch the KK Sports Show because they do an excellent job there as well. And we see the Mollers family. And one of my biggest family Christmas gifts is to celebrate a big family. And I'm watching a Broncos game. And if they win, that would be the, the cherry on top. I would say Frolic Kerstfeest, either in. And by the way, the song that you hear, uh, the music you hear with Numbers Knowledge, that is the Dutch anthem. <laughs> I snuck it in. Most people don't know that. That was gonna be that was gonna be like a Denver Bronco for uh, Denver Bronco Roundup folklore. You know what I mean? But now, now, now only the few people who stuck around actually yep. know that, or or took took this podcast on the go with Apple Podcasts or Spotify and listen to the end. Um, Kenny saying, Rocket Man, speaking for many, uh, you fit right in and feel like I've known you for years. So uh, lots Appreciate of love coming there. Uh, Jeremy's coming in saying, thank you, guys. Merry Christmas and go Broncos. And Graham saying, appreciate you guys well guys that's what i was going to get to pearl said the best christmas griff would be the broncos winning that would be a fantastic uh christmas gift but i'll tell you what the biggest christmas gift for me has been every single one of you guys every single one of you that have come in and supported been part of this family been part of the posse have liked share subscribe done all those fantastic things we've asked you to do have been part of us quite honestly been part of the denver bronco roundup um you're just as much as part of this show as we are and you guys show up and show out week in week out podcast after podcast we're now doing three a week guys and you guys just continue to be here and support us and man what a gift that has absolutely been to me to us um and guys wouldn't go without saying i, I wish jody was here because Jody is absolutely part of this. I appreciate every single one of my co-hosts on the show. So Jody, who's not here, Albert, who certainly is, and Trevor, who certainly is, what fantastic gifts you have been uh, to me and for this podcast. Uh, appreciate you guys a ton. So um, guys, we do got to get out of here. We do have plans to be going live after the Denver Bronco game. After New England loses in mile high, there's maybe a little bit of projection there. We plan to go live, guys, and uh, jump in here and be part of it. Hopefully, you guys can jump in and be part of it as well. I know that we'll 
everyone has big, big plans and lots of things going on. Albert has too much going on. Doesn't sound like he's going to be part of the show. So we'll miss you, Albert. And please have a fantastic Christmas and a wonderful Christmas Eve as well. Um, I guess other than that, guys, like watch for that show. Again, we do that always a post game. We do our pre games typically on Friday. And of course, like you're watching right now. And of course, our OG show on Tuesday, guys. We're going to go ahead and we're going to get out of here. Thank you guys so much again for being part of the show. We appreciate you guys so much. And by the way, I, I've seen this shout out on a couple other podcasts. I know this is a time of joy and celebration. Um, this is also a time where a lot of people have struggles and sometimes they feel like they're alone. You're not alone. Uh, we have you guys. You have us. We have you. Feel free to reach out, guys. And like I said, heck, we're going to be right back on here Christmas Eve. Jump in the chat. We'll, we'd love to. We'd love to have you in here, guys. So that being said, really rings true with what I say leaving out of here, guys. Remember, guys, keep your feet in your stirrups, keep your guns in your holsters, and keep the Broncos in your heart. Until next time, guys, we're going to get out of here. Have a great night.